What up? We are back again today in the studio. Happy to be rocking with you. Uh, this week has been crazy, uh, I guess, in my life. Uh, we have been moving houses, and as most of you know, when you're moving houses, it causes um, just a lot of things, going through a lot of uh, old memories and, and old things and deciding on whether you're keeping it or not, going back and forth. Oh my goodness, it's been a very crazy week. On top of a wonderful, wonderful Big Ten week, this is your host, Tyler, rocking with you, and this is the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. What a wonderful week. Uh, let's just start off with that in the Big Ten. Learned a lot about some teams. Uh, We're starting to see, like I said, we said at the beginning of the year, look, uh, we want to follow, we want to follow storylines, kind of macro storylines followed by micro storylines. What's going on uh, between some of these teams? Uh, and for the most part, we we nailed this week. There was an upset that uh, I didn't foresee. If you want to call Iowa Wisconsin an upset, you can kind of call that as well. Uh, really, looking at this week, we're gonna we're gonna get into uh, a few things as far as you know, recapping the week where we were right, where we were wrong, and then also where we see these teams at. Uh, in the broader scope of the Big Ten. Uh, this is, again, like I said, for those of you who are new, this is the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast presented by Woos Media. And so we're going to begin into that. So to start off, we're going to kind of go through some of the games. Uh, I guess some of the, the things that I'm seeing, uh, you know, spend some time on, on, on each individual team here. Uh, and then we're, I want to talk about where, where we see the teams at, uh, you know, Who's cruising? Who's worried? Who's looking for new coaches? We're going to kind of break that down uh, in both the east and the west side of it. So let's first start off uh, as far as predictions. We have four and two uh, on the spread, four and two on the money line. Uh, we give out, for those of you who don't know, again, new people here, we give out predictions uh, every single week. We like to predict every single game. Uh, those of you who are in states that can gamble, we give out that. Uh, if you want to just pick straight up, if you want to pick uh, against the spread or over under stuff like that we give out our predictions and this week wonderful we are right on uh the michigan uh, this week was the week of the favorites right we are right on michigan ohio state uh ruckers that was an underdog uh we said michigan state plus five and a half they ended up covering the covering that number uh and then Penn State, we were wrong on Illinois surprising us uh, against Maryland and then uh, Iowa against Wisconsin, which, to be honest with you, was one of the the more odd uh, games uh, of the of, of the afternoon. Uh, but really, the one I wanted to focus on is the Rutgers Michigan State game now. Again, notwithstanding allegations, notwithstanding the investigations going on at Michigan State right now, this is not a good football team. And I don't even know with Mel Tucker if this is a good football team. Uh, we said at the beginning of the year we didn't think that they were going to be going to a bowl game. We were pretty adamant on that. Uh, I We predicted them to start uh, or to go 4-8. and eight. Uh, So far, we've predicted every single win right, every single loss right. And this this team is just not a, not a good football team. And I don't want to bang on, on Sparty too hard. Uh Mainly because, uh, you know, I, I just feel bad for the players and, and, and what's going on in the circumstance. I was a pretty outspoken, uh, I was pretty outspoken if, in my other podcasts, uh, that I was doing at the time, uh, against Mel Tucker. I, I didn't think he was the guy to, to take over this Michigan State team. Now, 
Of course, they go through a vetting process. They, you know, they do what they got to do. Administrators are going to do what they're going to do. But I just thought it was presumptuous to, to give somebody a job who had only won, I think it was five and seven at Colorado or four and eight, something like that, uh, to then just give them a Michigan State job. And I rank Colorado. Now, obviously, now we've got to take Coach Prime away, but I rank Colorado, uh, significantly, uh, you know, way lower than a, than, than Michigan State, right? Uh, you're looking at Colorado closer to more of a group of five at that time, uh, job than what it was uh, a power five job. And this is a Michigan State team. Uh, when he took over that, you know, two years prior in 20, well, three years prior in 2017, uh, they go 10 and three, uh, two years before that, they're 12 and two. They're in the Cotton Bowl playing against Alabama. They obviously lost that game, but look, Michigan State was, it wasn't, uh, for, for lack of training. So really, uh, as, as I'm sitting here, you know, looking at Sparty and, and stuff like that. I, I want them to be good. Um, again, I know a lot of people hate on me when I when I give out Spartan takes and Sparty takes, same thing with Ohio State takes, where my dad is such a big Michigan fan, calling me a homer and saying that I don't like him because it's Michigan. No, I really want Michigan State to be good, and I want that to be known. I, I really do. I want to see them succeed uh, to the level that I know Michigan State can, but it was just a total uh, meltdown. You're up 24 to 6 in the third quarter. Uh, then Rucker goes down, scores a touchdown, right? They then score a, another touchdown. They then score a, another touchdown, and game is over. You're looking at the box score and you're like, where, where did it go wrong? You're trying to figure out. You're better. You're more efficient on third down, uh, fourth down the same. They had a little bit more yards. Um, you had more plays than them. You were more efficient passing the ball. Uh, you, you had way less penalties. Uh, you had two turnovers. They had three. Really, this game doesn't make sense. And for somebody who doesn't watch the game, you're you're probably thinking to yourself, yeah, how did Rutgers come back? It was just, honestly, Rutgers' pure grit and determination. And this is a team that we've been on. We've, we've predicted them to go to a bowl game at the beginning of the season. Uh, this was the, the Super Bowl for them. And why I say that is if you're looking at Rutgers' schedule, after this week, they have a bye, followed by Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State, Maryland. And you're hoping if you're Rutgers, you get one of those wins, right? You, you need to get one. Now, you're going to play Indiana, and I think Rutgers is going to roll Indiana. I, I personally do. I don't think it's going to be much of a game. So you're 6-2 and two going into those four games. You're not going to beat Ohio State. And I don't think you're going to beat Penn State. So you're hoping, can we go on the road to Iowa? Can we beat Maryland at home to finish off the season to go 7-5? and five? Which honestly would be the best record in the last, what, decade? Well, 2014. So nine years. Uh, that would be the best record. And if you, if you win your bowl game, you then tie the best record uh, in that time. So... If you're looking at it from a Rutgers perspective, this was everything. They knew they had to get this. Uh, you beat Indiana in your five and three, or, you know, that's a totally different ball game. We talked about it with the Illinois and Nebraska uh, game last week. Really, uh, this was everything for Rutgers and Michigan State just, just fell apart. And, and it's sad. Uh, I don't like to see the state of the program right now. We've gone through different head coaching candidates and stuff like that, that you might want to be taking a look at, uh, and stuff like that. But to be honest, uh, really, really a tough, uh, a tough break for Sparty this week. Michigan, Ohio State, very predictable, uh, went as planned, uh, neither, Indiana nor Purdue giving much uh, tough. Same thing with UMass. Uh, the game that really surprised me was Illinois-Maryland, and it's hard because 
I have been, you guys know, last year, very, very big uh, Illinois fan. We predicted them to go to a bowl game. Everybody said that we were crazy. I said this year that they were going to go um, eight and four. I thought that they could challenge for the title. I thought that, you know, Wisconsin would ultimately win this side of the bracket or this side of the conference, uh, but they were going to be right there. I, I, that's just kind of what my feeling was. They end up dropping games against Purdue and Nebraska, which were games that I thought they could easily win. Same thing with Kansas. Kansas. I thought they could beat Kansas. They, they couldn't. Um, but then they end up pulling out a win against Maryland, who Maryland just has looked absolutely phenomenal this year. I mean, they've, they've been beating up on teams now. Granted, bad teams, right? Charlotte, Towson, Virginia, not great teams. They've still been doing really good. And I was like, hey, this Maryland team seems legit. They're going to be able to play for it. We said if they want to break in, we said Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, they want to prove that they can break into the top three in that side of the conference. They're going to need to get some wins, and they lose to Ohio State. They follow it up with just an absolute stinker against Illinois. Now, Illinois walked it off. They win 27-24. If you're an Illinois fan, you've got – you still have a very long uh, road forward. You've got Wisconsin, Minnesota, Indiana, Iowa, Northwestern. Now, are there three wins there? Absolutely. I think they can beat Minnesota. Minnesota. I think they, they can beat Indiana and they can beat Northwestern. I think Iowa, Wisconsin, they obviously beat Wisconsin last year. Uh, 34 to 10 beat down on them. This is not the same team, uh, especially with Wisconsin coming off of an ugly loss. I think that's a, a great bounce back spot this next week for Wisconsin. Now it is Illinois homecoming. I don't know if that matters to any of you, but this is a win they needed, uh, or they were going to be written off. They were going to go to what two and five. Uh, they would have basically been out of contention for any kind of bowl game. They got right. They got back to it. Brett Bielema, the offense looked phenomenal. The defense started playing to what? I thought they would play uh, and be this year. They got the win. Give kudos to Mar- uh, to Illinois. Uh, Maryland, tough, tough loss. It seems like we continuously get into this routine with Maryland where they're going to go eight and four, uh, no matter what, seven and five. This is just what they're destined to do, and it sucks because I want to see Maryland at a higher at a higher level. I thought this is the year they could do it. I thought Ohio State's down just a smidge. I thought that. Um, uh, you know, Penn State, Michigan, they were a lot better. They can break into the top three. Michigan State's kind of off the board, and they followed up with this. Now, you know, crazy, th- crazier things have happened. If you're if you're Maryland, you're going into a bye week. You've got Northwestern up next uh, in two weeks. Then you can beat them. Then you've got uh, followed. Uh, Penn State, Nebraska, Michigan, Rutgers. Uh, you know, I don't think you beat Penn State nor Michigan, but you can win. Uh, you you can beat. Um, Northwestern, you're more than capable of being Nebraska. Same thing with Rutgers. Uh, so you'll, you know, after this bye week, maybe you know, you just get right, get healthy. That's what it was. And then finally, honestly, the most boring game of the day, and I watched every single snap of this game, was Iowa against Wisconsin. I thought Wisconsin was going to do it uh, again. It seems like they're just not quite there. Uh, Iowa played great. I mean, let's give them kudos. Their offense is just abysmal. Uh, this was a defensive game, obviously, 15-6. to 6, Not not a great uh, offensive or, or great scoring. Uh, a ton of uh, back and forth on that way. But looking at Wisconsin, I thought after the Washington State game, they got right against Georgia Southern. They looked good against Purdue. They beat Rutgers pretty good. Uh, I was like, okay, they're going to go in. This is their next big test, and that is Iowa. I thought they were going to be able to beat Iowa. Then they would beat Illinois. 
then they're going, uh, you know, they get to play home against Ohio State. I thought that was where this team was going to excel. I thought this is kind of the stretch that we were going to see them really come together. And it just hasn't. Uh, I mean, no, no, I, I don't think it's anything uh, Fickle isn't doing right or wrong. I think that he just has to continue to learn these players, uh, implement his style, implement what he wants to do. Look, this Wisconsin team is more than capable of being there at the very end. Uh, they beat Illinois. If they beat Illinois, they beat Nebraska, they beat Minnesota. Then it's like, hey, we've we've only lost to Iowa on this side of the conference, right? And when you're looking at um, you know conference standings, uh, Iowa already has one loss, and I know technically. Um, it was on the other side against Penn State, right? But you're looking at it, and it's like, you know, you're, can Northwestern be Iowa? Can a Nebraska, Purdue, Illinois, can, can any of these teams upset Iowa uh, down the stretch just to provide a little bit more, uh, make it a little bit more fun? Right now, Iowa obviously has the inside track, uh, but Wisconsin, like I said, it just seems like they just haven't got things right yet. Just seems just a little bit off. Give Fickle time. Um, I still think they're still my favorites. If I had an opportunity to to say this and and double down, I think they're still my favorites to win the Big Ten West. Uh, I think they would be playing against Michigan. I think crazier things have happened, especially with Iowa down the stretch. So we'll see what happens. But uh, fifteen to six is is kind of unacceptable. Uh, you know, you've got to get that offense going. This this offense is is capable of more. All right, looking forward before we kind of jump into where we see each individual team uh, at this juncture, or we'll do like a panic rating on a scale of one to five, um, right? Uh, looking forward to this next week, we always do a Thursday show. Uh, we have, uh, we predict every game, like I said, we give you, uh, if you like to do this right on the money line, then we give our prediction of what it's going to be. Uh, first up, uh, we've got Rutgers taking on Indiana. We have Penn State taking on Ohio State on the early slate of games. The afternoon games, we've got Wisconsin taking on Illinois, Minnesota taking on Iowa, and then Northwestern taking on Nebraska, followed by the night game, Michigan taking on Michigan State in East Lansing. So a lot of great games. Um, some lines have already came out. Uh, Michigan, gigantic favors against Sparty, plus 25 for Michigan State on that one. Uh, Nebraska, minus 12, 12 against, uh, so they're favored by 12 points against Northwestern. Very interesting line. Uh, makes me think that Vegas might know something that we don't. But the last time we saw Nebraska uh, winning or playing well was uh, Friday night against Illinois. So maybe uh, a kind of a, a correction to what they're doing. Matt looking to get the Cornhuskers back to bowl eligibility for the first time since 2016. That's crazy. I was literally living in Puerto Rico at that time. Uh, next up, uh, I guess uh, the panic rankings uh, for... A lot of you have asked um, where, where we see, you know, the the state of, of individual programs, um, panic rankings and stuff like that. That's kind of what, what we want to do. I want to start off with uh, the teams that are on a level one. This is a level one panic ranking. Um, and this might be with, and I'll tell you where I would be panicking if I was the, the individual team. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, panic ranking one, zero. Uh, right, or if we do a one to five, one being the least, five being the highest. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State—they've taken care of business. These teams look like they're just ready to, to take each other on. Obviously, we've got the game uh, this weekend. Uh, Ohio State taking on Penn State. So these teams, there, there's nothing to worry about uh, if you're if you're these teams. Now, if you're now after the the Michigan game, if Michigan beats Ohio State again. 
maybe you're, you panic a little bit. Uh, I, I don't think Ohio State is one to overreact uh, and, and fire Ryan Day or, or fire people because of that. But look, you've been back to the to national championship in 2020. Uh, you were in the Peach Bowl last year with a one-point loss to the eventual national champions. So nothing, uh, if you're Ohio State, nothing too too crazy to panic about. Penn State, James Franklin has has totally turned this 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 ship around. Obviously, prior to you know, I believe it was Bill O'Brien that was there before him. It's been ten years. He's doing great, uh, winning record, uh, doing well in bowls. I, I I don't think any of these teams really need to panic. Now, this would be the level two scale of panic. Uh, where I see these teams is more so uh, there's there's just something that you might want to want to question things on, uh, and and it's just it, you know this season that we're kind of looking at it. I would say Iowa uh, level two mainly because of their offense. Their offense continuously puts up just horrific performances. Obviously, Cade McNamara being out, you know that's tough. You're hoping that you could get more out of him. It is what it is. I think Wisconsin is a two. Uh, you've got to let uh, Luke Fickle cook a little bit here. You've got to let him implement his offense. You've got to let him implement the defense. You've got to understand the way that he does things, the way that you recover. Uh, we see that he's able to do it. Look, he went to a natty. We're, we're, we're not taking anything away from this guy. Uh, he went, well, played for the, the semifinal, right? He took Cincinnati there. Nothing to worry about here. I'd almost put them in the level one, but just because um, they've been kind of up and down this year, we'll put them out at two. So Iowa, Wisconsin. Um, and then if I am uh, Rutgers right now, I think I'm a level two. Look, Shiano's back. Uh, he's doing what he knows, what he does. Um, he's good here. Let's let's be honest. He's a really good Rutgers football coach. Uh, what, he spent some time in the NFL. I believe it was Tampa Bay. Uh, my favorite team. I think I remember him being our coach. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> No, I'm not just a Brady fan. Don't 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 think that. Um, but I'm getting my Big Ten brain on. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I think uh, you know Rutgers. You're not really worried here. Uh, maybe a little bit. The only thing you'd be worrying about is yes, Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA are entering the conference uh, now. That's a, a tough flight uh, from USC from Los Angeles to to uh, you know. New Brunswick, New Jersey. That is a long flight. You're going to have some home field advantage both ways, both ways, uh, on both coasts, right? Uh, so I, I think it's a two. I, I don't see Rutgers really worrying. All right, we're going to see on the three panic scale uh, stuff that you're – these are teams that you're, you know – little bit more uneasy about uh, may want to be you know making changes whether that be offensive defense literally head coaches stuff like that uh, the number three I think right now I think the the perfect person uh, perfect candidate for this is is Maryland uh, right now Mike Loxley look he's done well here uh, I'm not I'm not gonna take anything away um, this is his second stint here I believe he's here in like 2015 um, as the interim coach and he was at I believe formerly at like New Mexico or New Mexico State. I think it was the Lobos, though. Uh, look, in Maryland, you, you continuously put out performances seven and five, eight and five, eight and four. That that's where Maryland is. And I'm not again. I'm not one to to to, to say, hey, we need to take down people's jobs or anything like that. That's not what I want. Uh, but it's hard to watch this team lose against an Illinois team, lose against an Ohio State team. Like when are they going to make the jump? Now they're in the the hard, arguably the hardest part of the 
the conference. I mean, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. It's been tough. It's been tough to be on that side of the conference. I'm not taking anything away from from Maryland on that fact. Uh, but if it wasn't this year, when is it going to be? Uh, you know, I don't know if if Maryland is is the destination. Uh, you know that recruits are looking at. I, I don't know. NIL deals and stuff like that, but I think they're a perfect candidate for the three right in the middle, where it's like, oh man, we, you know, we're good, but are we great? Uh, I think this Maryland team has, has left a lot to be desired so far, the last couple of games, and I think that they're going to continue to improve. I'm not, I'm not going to take anything away from them on that, but I think there are three. Next up are three, another three. I think Nebraska, uh, and now some people might, might disagree with me on the panic scale with this. I think with Matt Rule, everything a little bit at Nebraska is just kind of, um, freaking out, uh, just because they haven't been to a bowl game since 2016. Uh, if they don't get back to a bowl game, I'm not going to fault the Cornhuskers here. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, this is a tough, this is a total rebuild. Matt Rule's completely changing the culture, trying to figure things out in Lincoln. This is a tough, tough situation. But I don't think you can you can discredit it down to two or to one. I think they're right at a three, similar to to Maryland in that sense. And then another team I think right now, uh, a team that's been kind of just flown here is Minnesota. I think PJ Flex done well. I uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Like I said, I don't know you know in you know what happens next this, this off season stuff like that. But I if I'm PJ Fleck, uh, you've had some really good teams. You've had a couple of teams that haven't been as good, uh, but you've been nine and four the last two years. I don't think they get back to nine and four this year. Maybe you're a little bit worried. I still like him as a coach. Uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Next one up, I think Illinois and uh, Purdue similarly in this uh, three category. I don't think it's a total freakout quite yet. Um, I think Illinois has not played as well as what they could this year. Uh, but I think you're right there. Um, you're like, hey, there, there's context, right? You might even put Illinois at a two, but but they just haven't. You know, maybe this year you're a little bit more worried. But not being able to get back to a bowl game, uh, this would be the first time. Like I said, I think it's 2010, 2011 was the last time they went to bowl game. So you're sitting there, if you're an Illini fan, you're like, hey, we've, we've, got, some, we've got some equity build up um, on the coaching staff and stuff like that. But the, the, a, def- a team that prides itself on defense, their defense just has not looked the same as what it did last year. And that's ultimately on the coaching staff to, to, to accomplish those things. So it's tough. Uh, but, but ultimately as you're, you know, if you're looking at this, I don't think it's a total freak out. Similarly with Purdue, look, this is a first year coach. Um, you've had games in which you've been really good. We've got to see what he's able to do in the recruiting uh, sphere if they're able to get back to it. You know, the last few years, 21, 22, uh, we've had some good records teams, obviously last year uh, going to the big 10 title. We've got to see if they can continue to be good under a different coach. Uh, I like what I've seen so far. I don't think it's a total freak out, but uh, first-year coaches, you're just kind of sitting there. So we're going to go on to a four. The four, I think, in this scenario um, is Indiana. Uh, I think Indiana, you're, you're really starting to think. <laughs> and I was talking to my dad yesterday. He, he came down and visited me while helping me move. Look, Tom Allen has done something. He did something in, in 2019, 2020, uh, that hadn't been done for, for a few years, right? 2015, 2016, they, they went back to back, but Indiana's just not good at football. And I was saying they're, they're a basketball school, right? We, we think of Indiana, we think of basketball. We, we're not thinking of, of football. And, and, uh, he was like, no, I, I completely agree with you. And as I'm looking at this, uh, you know, I don't know what you do if you're Indiana. 
because he's had success. But the last couple of years, obviously 2021, 2 and 10, last year 4 and 8. This year, they're on track probably 3 and 9, maybe 4 and 8 if they can get a couple of upsets. It's tough. I don't know what what to do. I think Tom Allen is a great coach. I think he's he's done really well, uh, has completely exceeded expectations in a lot of ways for the Hoosiers on certain things. He was able to get Penix. He saw something in him, right? But Penix is now at um, at uh, Washington, tearing it up there. So I don't know if you're if you're Indiana. You know, one player can completely change the entire program. Obviously, with Penix being there, uh, we'll see what happens. But I I don't know if you're having conversations. I I don't think firing him is going to fix the program or getting someone new in there. Uh, it's just a t- it's a tough situation. Uh, it seems like their good players end up getting kind of poached from the the bigger teams out there. And that's that's a tough place to be in. Uh, finally, the the freakouts. I think these are fives. Michigan State, you know, arguably just ugly, ugly season. Again, we're not going to talk about allegations with Northwestern nor, nor Michigan State. This has just been ugly, ugly seasons. I think that uh, Northwestern has has played well, better than Michigan State. I think Michigan State is the ultimate freakout. Like we need to get this fixed ASAP. Uh, and Northwestern, it's just you know, as they they play really well one game, next game, again, yeah, more to be desired, right? Um, I'd love to see these teams, uh, you know, I don't know what they're going to do as far as the coaching goes. I'd love to see these teams back uh, rocking and rolling, fighting for Big Ten championships. Uh, I think those are, that was a pretty predictable list, uh, in my opinion, but that's kind of where I see these teams at, uh, at this juncture in the season. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We're going to be back again on the airwaves. On Thursday, like I said, we record it Wednesday night. We get it out Thursday morning. Be sure to, to, to like, comment, subscribe. Let us know where you think your team is at. If you're an Illini fan and you're like, you know, I'm a level five or I'm a level one, let me know. I'd love to chat and uh, discuss these things with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, this has been another edition of the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast presented by Lose Media. And sign off, your host, Tyler.